Let's get ready to study God's Word. Greetings to one and all. Welcome to another episode of Rightly Divide the Word of Truth. This is Andrew S. Baker, and today's devotional study is entitled, The Hour of His Judgment is Come. Please be sure to visit our podcast page, biblestudy.asbzone.com, where you can find links to our Bible study resources, our previous episodes, and much, much more. Our verse for this study is Ecclesiastes 12, 13 and 14. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Before we get into today's study, let's have a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mercy and your goodness. We thank you for your word. We ask you to please be with us and bless us as we get into this study, and we ask you to help us to rightly divide your words of truth. In Jesus' name, amen. The hour of his judgment is come. Our verse, even though that phrase is found in Revelation, our verse comes from Ecclesiastes 12, 13, and 14. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. If you've ever read the book of Ecclesiastes, you know that Solomon is writing after his return from apostasy. And he's he's kind of disgruntled. You get the feeling throughout he's disgruntled not with where he is now because he has come back from apostasy he's not longing to go back against the word of god but he's he's sort of lamenting the time that he wasted and he he mentions vanity of vanities all is vanity many 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 times but when he gets into the last few chapters he starts to be very focused. And the focus is on the coming judgment. And he sums up everything in these two verses. This is the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God, keep his commandments. That's the entire duty of man. Everything else that you find in the word of God is an elaboration on that duty. It's details about that duty. It's an explanation of what happened to people who didn't pay attention to that duty. It shows you how God dealt with those who did pay attention to that duty. It shows you the opposition of the world to people who understood their duty. It shows you the reason for that duty. But that's what it's about. Right? The whole thing, everything points you toward that duty to God. Now, it's true that the Bible points us to Christ, and Christ 
is the perfect fulfillment of the duty of God. And Christ had to come because we failed in our duty of God, Adam and Eve specifically. And he came to rescue all mankind. But that doesn't discredit Solomon's conclusion. So where do we get the passage, the hour of his judgment has come? Well, we find that in Revelation 14. Revelation 14 says, 14 verse 6 says, And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven. Because remember, the book of the Revelation, there are angels flying about all the time. And now John is going to point out um, a set of angels that are doing and saying certain things. And remember that Revelation, they are prophetic books. The book of Revelation is a prophetic book. And many things are shown to us in symbols. So we should not expect that this will be fulfilled by a literal angel flying about. An angel in the Bible is a messenger. The word angel means messenger. And oftentimes the work of an angel is the work of a messenger or a herald. So in this case, we see a messenger. I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment is come. And worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of water. The hour of his judgment is come. That's a very packed phrase. Lots of ways to look at that phrase. Throughout the Bible, we're told that God's judgment will be coming. In 1 Corinthians 4, 5, Paul says, Therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord come, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsels of the hearts, and then shall every man have praise of God. So throughout the scriptures, we're shown that the, a judgment is coming. Things have been going on. Accusations have been made. Things need to be rectified, and a judgment is coming. In Romans 14, verses 10 through 12, Paul says, But why dost thou judge thy brother? Or why dost thou set at naught thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, As I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then, every one of us shall give account of himself to God. There's a judgment coming. And the passage in Revelation 14 says, the hour or time of his judgment is come. Is come. Throughout much of the history of the Bible, there was this idea that judgment was coming. And this passage tells us that judgment is come. Now, that can be concerning. The fact that judgment is coming can be a concern. It's for many people, especially those in the in the United States, you don't want to say that uh, the IRS is coming, the, the Internal Revenue Service is coming, right? No one wants a tax audit. 
But an audit, when you know it's coming, is not a problem if you have everything in order. As an information security professional, I have been involved in a number of audits, and I've helped organizations conduct security audits. And when an audit is coming, oh, it's, it's, a, you know, it's a time that requires a lot of preparation. But when you know that your stuff is together, when you know that you have everything in a proper arrangement, then an audit is uh, a time of attentiveness, certainly, and we'll even use the word concern, but there's no need to fear. The hour of his judgment has come. One of the primary ways in which we look at the judgment one of the primary ways in which the Bible describes the judgment is a time when everyone comes before God to be weighed in the balance and hopefully not to be found wanting to be weighed in the balance. We see the, the, we see examples of judgment throughout the scriptures. One of the most famous being in Daniel chapter five, where, uh, the king Belshazzar the handwriting on the wall, right? That's why we we use that phrase. Even outside of religious context, people understand the handwriting on the wall, and, and that phrase represents your time is up. And in that specific story, while Belshazzar was conducting himself in a way that was inappropriate, a hand from heaven fingers from a hand from heaven or the portion of a hand from heaven wrote on the wall. No one could understand the writing until Daniel was called. And essentially the writing is you have been judged and found wanting, lacking. So judgment came for Belshazzar and his kingdom, which was Babylon. Here, this angel, this messenger, this herald that has the everlasting gospel. This is an important point. This angel has the everlasting gospel to preach to them that are in the world. And he says, fear God, give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment is come. It's judgment time. And worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of water. So we're taken back to Genesis to understand who we're referring to, which God, the creator of the earth, that God, not any false God that you may have heard, but the God that created the heaven and the earth. There is one other sense in which the judgment is come, right? Or, or more precisely, the, the hour of his judgment is come. The nature of the great controversy, and when we talk about the great controversy, we mean the controversy between Satan and Christ, between God and Satan. The nature of the great controversy as such, if you read Revelation chapter 12, that Satan has accused God. We've covered it earlier in Job chapter 1. Satan has accused God of having rules that are unnecessary, of treating people arbitrarily, of buying favors of people. That's what he, that's what he said about Job. Of course, Job serves you. You give him stuff. 
right? So Satan has all of these accusations. The law of God can't be kept. It's not possible to keep that law. It's not necessary to keep that law. We were created perfect, so everything that we do is perfect. That's fine. We don't need that law. That law is just a way for you to restrain us and constrain us and take away our freedoms and our liberties. And these accusations have existed. So God was put on judgment, as it were. God's government was being judged. There was a challenge to his government. And God could not use the force of his government to defend himself. He couldn't say, stop accusing me or I'm just going to hold you in contempt because that would feed the accusations. You see, you're just exerting force. You don't have a good government. It's obvious. And the, your way, the way that you're going to try and prove it is by stamping out everybody who points that out. So God needed to demonstrate. And this is a portion of the mission that Christ had, right? Christ coming to earth, living, dying, and returning to heaven is not a very simple mission. It was, a, it was quite an involved mission. Christ came as an ambassador of heaven. He came as a substitute for man. He came um, to prove, to demonstrate. I won't even say to prove. It, it is proof. But he came to demonstrate the love of God. Right? came to demonstrate the love of God. He came to show that God's laws could be kept by a human. He came to show that there is power in obedience. He came to show that living in harmony with God's will brings the greatest blessings. And then he came to be a substitute for mankind. So he came to give, give us an example to refute the arguments of Satan and to be our substitute. And now that this is all played out for a period of time, it's time to, to, to wrap this all up. There's been an investigation. Everyone has had a chance to see. The everlasting gospel is going to be brought to everyone and everyone is going to have to choose. Do I believe the arguments of God or do I believe the arguments of Satan? God is putting his government on display. He's, his government is transparent. In his word, not only do we find the instructions for righteousness, the instructions for life, the history of how things came to be, but we also see the transparency of his government, how he operates, what his guidelines are. He has them on display for us. We can evaluate whether the things that are going on are of God or not based on what God outlines and based on the window into God's operation that he provides. We get to audit the books, as it were. And there will be a much greater auditing of the books after the second coming, because right now, as humans, we're not privy to everything that's going on. So there are multiple judgments, much like we have on this planet, where there are grand jury investigations, and then there are public trials. Um, we also have, the Great Controversy also has something like that. There is a grand jury convening now. And that grand jury is evaluating all of those 
who claim to love God. Right now, those who love God, those who claim to love God, who say they're a part of his kingdom, are being evaluated to ensure that they are, in fact, a part of the kingdom. Have they surrendered everything to God? Have they chosen him above everything else? Are they living in accordance with what he has outlined? Once that evaluation has been completed, starting with those who died already, we can't change their, their perspective, continuing into those who are yet alive, once that is done, then Christ will come. Because then the people that belong to his kingdom will be known and clear. Now, God knows who those people are, and it wouldn't take him any amount of time to judge. But remember, because his government is transparent, the angels are getting to see what is happening now. They are getting to evaluate according to the standard that God has outlined and has made public. They are getting to see who is in and who is out. Because it's only fair to them. There were people that were kicked out of heaven because they couldn't follow instructions. You don't want to be introducing a new set of people into heaven who have a history of not following instructions. It wouldn't make any sense. But God is also being judged here. How he runs his government. Is he making the right decisions about who is coming in? Has it been possible for man to keep the law? Is the the work that Christ has done, is it sufficient? Can man be rehabilitated? Well, Ecclesiastes 12, 13, and 14 says, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment. Now, we usually read that as every, all of man's work. But it says, for God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Even God's work is being brought into judgment throughout this process. But the important thing to remember is the hour of his judgment is come. We are in the judgment phase now. Now is the time to make our calling and election sure. The wicked will be judged after the second coming, because they never made a claim to be part of Christ. The first judgment is to find out if the people who name the name Christ are in fact his. And the second judgment will be to understand for those who did not name or for those who falsely named, what will be the consequences. I pray that you recognize that the hour of God's judgment is come. It's not in the future. It's here. The evaluation has begun. And we are now living in those final moments. We don't know how long it's going to take. But now is the time to get right with the Lord, to be in harmony with his will. Let's close with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your mercy. We thank you for your love. We recognize that your judgment is ongoing. We recognize that 
we have this probationary period in which to get ourselves in harmony with your will through acceptance of your word, through surrender to you. Please help us to avail ourselves of this time and not to be found wanting. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. Remember, you can find Rightly Divide the Word of Truth on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, or wherever you normally obtain your podcasts. Please feel free to contact us via email at biblequestions at ASBZone.com. Whether you have questions, comments, or concerns, we look forward to hearing from you. If you're finding this channel to be a blessing, please take the time to share our page with others. And always keep our ministry in your prayers, please. Until we meet again next time, may God richly bless you as you prayerfully study His Word.